thanks for joining us on the podcast today. Hope this message from Good News Company blesses you. Find us on Instagram and Facebook and enjoy the message. As I was preparing it and studying for it, um, it was really just encouraging me. And you know that when you're getting fed off the thing that you're meant to feed others, you know it's going to be good. It's like the cook in the kitchen. They're like, cook a little, taste some. Oh, that's good. And then you uh, cook, a, cook a bit more and try some more. And that's really good. Uh, my family, my friends, they're going to love this. So um, I'm praying that it speaks to you tonight. Um, welcome to Christmas. Welcome to December season. Um, when our team gets here the start as half of you are the team, you know that you come in, we come in, we do our, our meeting and then rehearsal, but then when you would have left this room, it, you came in, there was no Christmas, you went out and then it was Christmas out there. So round of applause to the service team for Christmas trees and lights and I had one of the guys come to me and be like, can we go to the shops and buy some Christmas trees? I'm like, do some money, do it. <laughs> uh, some Christmas lights. So. Uh, we're excited. Christmas is what a, what a crazy time of the year. It's just a fun time. But uh, at Good News, obviously, it's a little bit extra crazy for us because not only are, are we a church, but um, we also like have a sibling, like a brother, a sister called Alabaster Theatre, part of our church. So uh, that's what all these sets are. If you didn't know, that's what they are. And that's what you can smell as well. Uh, we don't just um, get the paint fumes going so we can be extra Pentecostal. <laughs> church is really alive. No, they're just high. No. Um, so uh, if you get slain in the spirit, then we will uh, help you with that. Um, so what an awesome experience. If you haven't yet, uh, make sure you scan that QR code, get yourself some tickets and, and some friends as well, because we're just believing yeah. that uh, it's going to be impactful time. And if you know, know anyone I'm talking about, again, scan your QR code, you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, well, we're in December and Traditionally, uh, we like to do like Christmas messages in December, but we're not a very like traditional church. <laughs> uh, so I actually, I sat down to read the Christmas story afresh this week to think about uh, what can we speak about. And uh, I got through it, but I, I started reading it and I was like, yeah, I know this story. Anyone ever like get to a Bible verse or a Bible story like, yeah, got it. The fire blows, the fish comes, the miracle, woohoo, we ate it, everyone went home full, 12 baskets. Uh, you read it again, you're like, okay, Mary and Joseph and the angels and the shepherds and the wise men and got it. Is there anything else that I haven't got? Because I've been reading this Christmas story as of you for a long, long time now. Like every year you see, you see corny church skits about the Christmas story, you, you hear it, you sing it, so we will know all about it. So I got to studying the Christmas story and I uh, read it and I'm like, you know what? There's nothing here. I'm like, I don't know who could make anything exciting out of the Christmas story. But then I paused. That was a joke, because obviously Mosaic is anything but that. Um, but I paused and I read it again and I said, Holy Spirit, would you please speak to me as I read your word right now? How many know the Bible isn't just a historical document? The Bible isn't just an intellectual document, document or a theolo- theological document or, or an ancient document. The Bible is a spiritual book. It's spiritual words. It is alive. 
And so I began to read it with the power of the Holy Spirit, saying, Holy Spirit, would you speak to me as I'm reading this? I don't want to just read this historically or intellectually. I want to read this spiritually. I want to say, God, what do you have to say? And then all of a sudden, it was like the words popped out of the the page and gave me three slaps across the face, then went back down. And then I was like, okay, I know what to speak about tonight. But the thing is, is that uh, it didn't, it, it's the Christmas story, but it, this is actually also a bonus message to our Solar Vision series. Has everyone been enjoying that? Yeah. Everyone been enjoying the Solar Vision series? So with Solar Vision, we started off with uh, Faith OS the first week. I was going through the list last week and I couldn't remember the first message that I preached. So I started with like the second one. But it was Faith OS. We preached about having the operating system, the mind of faith, uh, letting our minds be transformed by the renewing. Uh, renewing our mind. And then we talked about heavenly energy. Uh, we talked about receiving, that we're going to work hard, we're going to stress, we're going um, to strenuously contend, but with all the power that Christ so powerfully works, all the energy that Christ so powerfully works in me. And then, I'm coming down, the last week uh, we talked about, what was the message last week? Thank you for reminding me. Divine reply. Uh, divine reply. And we looked at God replies to us, God answers us. And so tonight, I just wasn't quite finished with Solar Vision, so this is a mashup. It is the Christmas story, but there's a bit of Solar Vision. This is going to help you as we're thinking about, God, what is your vision for my life? What is the vision that God's given me for this area of my life or this part of my life? It comes from God, it's about God, it's for God, and it needs God to work. Uh, I want to encourage us around this tonight. So we're going to jump straight to the book of Luke, chapter 1. Um, we're looking at the Christmas story. And uh, there, there's, Luke is probably the go-to for the Christmas story. Dr. Luke, he puts the most information uh, about the Christmas story in, in the Gospel of Luke. Uh, Matthew has a little bit. Um, he fills in a little bit here and there. But the other one, uh, Mark and John, they, they kind of like skim over the Christmas story. It just sort of starts with... John the Baptist or Jesus in the wilderness or things like that. Um, so we're primarily for this Christmas season while we're in church, we're going to do uh, mostly pull out of the book of Luke chapter, the first few chapters. But it says this. All right, you ready? Luke chapter one, verse 26 through 38. I'm going to read the whole thing um, because we're in church and we read the Bible. It says this. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee. To a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And the angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favoured. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting that might be. But the angel said to her, Don't be afraid, Mary. You have found favour with God. And uh, you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. And he will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never reign. A lot of Old Testament prophecy Gabriel's bringing up. She would have understood all of this. As a good uh, Jewish girl, she would have understood everything he's talking about. You might not fully understand. That's okay. Mary understands that he's talking prophecy and he's talking things that have spoken about in the Old Testament. Then Mary says, how will this be? I'm a virgin. The angel uh, answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. 
And the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. I'm just reading David Harvey's lines here. <laughs> you, you could read this off by heart, couldn't you? Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. No word, for no word from God will ever fail. Mary says, I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. Then the angel left her. Um, This is one scene. This is one scene in a few scenes, like a mosaic, you might say, of scenes of the Christmas story. There's, There's a lot of different scenes going on, but this is probably the main scene, the first scene where our main character, Mary, uh, comes into the picture. There's been some other things happening here and there, you know, uh, Zechariah and this thing has happened, that thing's that sort of, there's been a few opening scenes, but this is like the main scene where our main character, Mary, comes into the picture. This is her first big moment, this scene. Um, but with this scene, there's a lot of other scenes, right? There's the, the wise man scene, there's the the, the, the Herod scene, the shepherd scene, there's the Joseph scene. There's all these different scenes happening, including this main scene. But on this particular message for tonight, I felt the Holy Spirit say, I don't want you to look at this scene. I want you to look at what's going on. This is my sermon title, Behind the Scenes. I want you to look at what is going on behind the scenes. Everyone say, behind, behind. the scenes. Let's pray. Jesus, help us tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. One of the best things about Christmas is, is one, you spend more time at home, but that gives the opportunity to watch Christmas movies, to re-watch some of the classic Christmas movies. I know uh, that's one of the things we like to do, close the curtains up, put the aircon down to 17 on high, get the blankets out. Climb up in the couch and put on your favourite Christmas movie. There's some good ones out there. There's uh, The Grinch. The Grinch is a classic. Can't go through Christmas without watching The Grinch. That's a great, great movie. There's, um, there's A Christmas Carol. Is that one of them? A Christmas Carol's a movie. There's Scrooge. Or are they the same thing? They're the same thing. There's Elf with Will Ferrell. Don't recommend, but uh, it's still kind of funny. Um, here's one. Home Alone. Can we just talk about Home Alone for a second? <laughs> What sort of parents? Because they don't just leave him one time. There, there's a trilogy of Home Alone, one of the greatest trilogies of all time. But these, these parents need to have some childcare safety showing up to their house at some point. The movies, right? Christmas movies, they're great. One of my favourite things, though, is to watch the behind-the-scenes of movies. So going to the special features. These days, we don't have that because it's just Netflix. But when you get the DVD, remember, you go out of the menu, go down to special features, and you go to behind-the-scenes. And I love watching the behind-the-scenes, you know, how they made it, what's going on outside the camera view. And uh, I felt like the Holy Spirit said, I want you to do some deep research on this. So I, so I got my theological study. I, I went to my... my my, you know, my deep, dense book of study called YouTube. And so I went and did some, some deep study in the YouTube, and uh, I typed in behind the scenes. And I found this clip that perfectly sort of represents my message that I want to share with you tonight. So it's a visual of the, pretty much the whole message that I want to share tonight of this idea of behind the scenes. Are we right to play it? Yeah. I don't know what movie it is. If you know it, I don't, I don't condone it. I don't know. It's clean, but I don't know what the movie is, so don't judge me. Email all your concerns to Essie. I don't hate you. Roll clip. This is my message tonight. 
On one side, you've got the camera lens. On the other side, you can see what's happening behind the scenes. I find this particular scene so fascinating to watch because what you see is two perspectives, right? You, you, you see what the camera lens sees, but if you pan back a little, you begin to see everything else that's going on behind the scenes. And I found this video and it straight away, it was like the Holy Spirit said, this is exactly what's happening. I want, I want you to show that this is exactly what's happening when we look at the Christmas story. This is a lot, uh, this is exactly what's happening about the story that we just read with Mary. Because um, I, I look at this, this scene with Mary and the angel Gabriel is there and he shows up just out of nowhere and Mary pops pops into scene and and Gabriel shows up and then all of a sudden Gabriel gives Mary a vision. He gives Mary a promise, a picture of what the future will be like, a calling for what God wants her to do, what God wants her to carry, what God wants her to raise. And, And all of a sudden we see Gabriel, a messenger from God, coming and literally giving a soul a vision. It's literally a vision, a picture and a promise of Jesus that she is going to carry the Messiah, the Son of God. And uh, I I found this fascinating because here comes Mary. She comes. The angel gives this groundbreaking news that no one since has heard this and no one after will hear this again. Mary is the only person that's going to hear this message, this calling from God. And then I found it fascinating and slightly annoying when I read that then... The angel left. You ever had someone just come and just like drop a clanger in your life and then just go? You're like, thanks for that. (laughs) Then the angel left. Put yourself in Mary's shoes right now. Just get yourself out of your your mind or your 21st century Australian mind and and put yourself in in the shoes of Mary. Because Mary is about to have her entire life turned upside down. She's just there minding her own business. She's engaged. She's betrothed to Jojo, cute boy down the road. They're probably not a boy in this age, but it is a boy, a man. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's awkward. Uh, it's not 2021. 
And so he, she's got her whole life ahead of her. She's excited. She's in the love bubble. Jojo's going to marry me. We're going to go. We're not like rich, rich, but, you know, we're surviving. And she's got plans. She's got thoughts. This is going to be amazing. He's, he's, we're going to have a carpentry business. And we'll open a little coffee shop out the front. And he can make furniture out the back. And, and we'll grow and have kids. This is going to be amazing. She's got her whole life, all her plans. She's got everything thought of. And Mary's minding her own business in her own little house and then all of a sudden a word from God comes boom and changes everything in a conversation her whole life is now changed every plan she had is now going to get shifted around the word from God around the promise from God around the vision of God on a side note I want to remind you that the calling of God and the word from God and the vision from God should change some things in your life. It's got to. There's no way a word from God or a promise from God or a vision from God can come into your life and just find room where you have room for it. It's got to come in and say, well, I'm taking up this space in your life. Everything else has got to move. And now all of a sudden, all of Mary's plans are turned upside down from this one encounter. For us... How many of us have received a solar vision from God, but we just sort of squeeze it in wherever, you know, it fits. Tuesday nights, you know, when I'm feeling like this. No, I want to say, you know what, God, my whole life, whatever it is, wherever you want me, I'm going to put, uh, make that a priority in my life. So then the, this angel comes, gives her this life-changing news, and then the angel leaves. And I ask myself the question, where's the angel go? What what happens then? Because poor Mary, she's just all of a sudden alone again. And the angel's left. The angel's gone. Given the word, then the angel's gone. And I, I begin to ask the question, what happens to your vision? What happens to your, your promise? What happens when the conference ends? What happens when the camp ends? What happens when Mosaic actually ends, for those of you that are a part of it? What, what happens when the guest speaker leaves? What, what happens when the baptisms are over? What happens when the moment passes and, and the aircon breaks and now it's no longer a moment? What, what happens when the angel leaves? What happens to your promise? What happens to the vision, to the word, the core? What happens when they leave? You know, the person you thought was essential to the promises of God in your life? What happens when they leave? Then the angel leaves. And for Mary, think about it. She's received this big news. You're going to have a son. Conceived by the Holy Spirit. And then the angel leaves. And for Mary, nothing's different. Right? Nothing's changed. There's no baby bump. She's not feeling like she needs to like create a, a, a nursery. There, there's no changes. There's no feeling. Nothing has happened in her life. Right, nothing's going on. There's nothing visible that's changed. She's just alone. And this is the current scene. At this point in the message, I want to pull your eyes away from this scene. Mary, she's gotten a word from minding her own business, gotten a word from God, then the angel leaves, and she's just nothing. She's just sitting there in her house with this news, with no promise, no tangible reason to believe what's happened. But at this point, I want to take our eyes off this scene and begin to look at what's happening behind the scenes. And you've got to do this. You've got to do this. If you're ever going to fulfill what God's called you to fulfill, if you're ever going to have the marriage God's called you to have or the children or the finances or the the life or the ministry or the call or whatever it is, 
Hopefully by now you've had some thought outside of half an hour on a Sunday thinking, God, what are you, what's your vision for my life? Whatever that is, at some point you need to take your eyes off that and say, God, what else are you doing behind the scenes? Because maybe once upon a time you had an encounter with God and you felt like he gave you that vision for your life and that promise, but then the moment passed. If that's you, I want to encourage you that God is always working behind the scenes. He is always working to fulfill his plans and his promises according to his goodwill and his perfect nature. So I have a few points, but I know I'm not going to get to them all tonight. So I'm, I'm really just going to give you one. This whole idea behind the scenes thought, uh, what, God, what are you doing behind the scenes? The first thought is this, is that God's got a schedule. God absolutely, 100% has got a schedule. The angel leaves. The angel has left Mary, but the angel's work is not finished. For Mary, it seems like it's finished, but the angel's work is not finished. His heavenly schedule for the day is still full. The angel's schedule is still full. He isn't knocking off yet. He isn't going flying back to heaven, kicking his feet up, saying, I've done all my... Because Gabriel, right? This is Gabriel. He's the messenger. He's the postman of heaven. That's what he is. You know, he, he shows up throughout the Old Testament delivering messages. So he's a postman. So he doesn't just drive his little scooter back to heaven and then kick his shoes off and say, well, I've delivered everything I've got to deliver today. Mary's gotten her word and a big promise from God. Great, I'm going back. I'm going to knock off for the night. No, Gabriel, he's met the angels... Uh, our schedule is still full. In Mary, she's looking at this scene, right? What's happening? And then the Gabriel, the angel, he just pops out of scene. He just pops out of her lens. He just pops out of what she can see. And he pops out. He's like, well, I've got some other things to do now. I've got, he, he pulls up his schedule, right? He doesn't ask Siri. He asks the spirit. <laughs> what's, what's next on my schedule? What's next on my calendar? Where do I go to next? And the Holy Spirit says, please make a right turn and go to your next appointment. Your next appointment is with Joseph. And so now all of a sudden, Gabriel, the angel has left Mary. She feels alone. She feels scared. Her world is turned upside down, but the angel's schedule is still full. Go back to Mary. Think about it. She must be worried. She must be a little anxious. An angel has shown up and said, you're going to have, you know the promised Messiah? Yeah, you know the one your whole nation's been waiting for? Yeah. Coming in you. And she must be worried at this point because you understand, she must be worried. What, what's probably primarily, what's Joseph going to think? Because that's a bit sus, if you ask me, Joseph. Just got to tell you something. Don't freak out. (laughs) Well, we're having a baby. (laughs) She must be so worried about Joseph. Because you you understand in this day and age, she could get killed for this. She could, could get stoned for this. At the very least, cast out and abandoned by her people. At the very least. She is, it's nice, it's something she can hide. It's not like something she can just take her promise and just put it aside and just like nurture it when no one else is. No, there's no way she can hide this. She must be worried about Joseph. But I want to highlight this one thing. This is the best thing that God gave me all week for this very thing. While Mary is worried about Joseph, the angel is already working on Joseph. 
While Mary is worried about Joseph, the angel's already got it covered. He's working on Joseph. And I want to encourage you, you've got a vision. You're worried about the vision. You're worried. How is it going to happen? How are we going to sell tickets? How, how, how is my kid going to come? How, how is this going to happen? While you're worried about it, God's working on it. He's working on it. You're worried. He's working. And you're spending all our time worrying, what will this person happen? How will that happen? How are we going to get out of debt? God's working on the debt. He's working on your son that's away from God. He is working on it. You're worried. God's working. And the angel leaves and he goes to, to, to Matthew, flies back to Matthew chapter 1, verse 20. It says, the angel of the Lord appeared to him, Joseph, in a dream. It says, Jojo, don't be afraid. Take Mary home as your wife. It's all sorted. Okay, don't worry. What she's conceived is from uh, the Holy Spirit. While you're worried, God's working. Jojo? Is that it? Um, I don't know. Right now, what are you worried about? Whatever you're worried about, whatever's consuming your thoughts, God, how is this going to work? What you've given me, God's working on it. He's working, he's working, he's working on it. I think about the story of the prodigal son. And the keys can draw me again because, like I said, it's got one point tonight. The story of the prodigal son, the son has left. And the father isn't out of scene. He's, he's in one lens. He can only see one thing. He can only see one picture. But on the, uh, but on the other side, the, the son can only see one picture. They can't see what's going on behind the scenes. And so... The father must be worried. My son's left. He's abandoned. He's gone. Who knows where he is? The Bible says he's gone to a distant country. The prodigal son. We all know the story. I don't need to read it. We're super Christians here. We know. I just think about the father. He must be thinking, what's going on with my son? Where is he? What's he doing? And at the same time, the father's worried about the son. God's already working on the son. And he, the, he's put the son in a situation and bringing thoughts to his mind and say, you know what, even my father's servants are doing better than I'm doing. I've got to start heading home. And the journey starts heading home. The father is still worried. The father is still concerned. You know he is because when he sees him on the far way off, he starts running towards him. He, you know the father's worried, but just outside a scene where you can't, the father can't see, he can't see what's going on. The son, God is working on the son to bring him home. Every parent in here that's got a child away from God right now should be cheering and excited to know that God is working on them. He is working on them. He hasn't forgotten them. You can see one little lens, but God's saying, I'm going to move this over here. I'm going to bring them over there. I'm going to speak to them. Don't worry. Tickets are selling. God's working on it. Whatever you're worried about, God is working on it. That relationship, God, I don't know how to deal with it. God's working on it. He's doing something in them. And he could be doing something in you. God's working on it. I think about Mary. Let's go back. The different scenes. Behind the scenes. Mary's like, this is incredible. This is crazy. This is the biggest news this world has ever seen. Literally. Mary's like, how are we going to spread the word? How are we going to let people know that this is the big deal? This is God. This is a holy night. This is a big moment. And the angel says, I'm working on that too. My schedule isn't finished yet. 
The angel heads down to the fields, to the shepherds, people of the people. These shepherds know everyone. The Bible says in Luke chapter 2, when the, the shepherds had seen him, Jesus, the baby Jesus, they spread the word. How are we going to spread the word? God's like, I'm going to, don't worry, I've got that sorted too. I'm going to go to the PR agents, the shepherds. Because they're going to come, they're going to see them, they're going to take all, you know, everyone. They own, they uh, look after the sheep for everyone. They're going to go, they're going to spread the word about this baby Jesus. So Mary's like, you're taking care of everything, God. You're taking care of everything. How, how, Mary, then Mary and Joseph, they're like, how are we going to pay for this? How are we going to do this? We've got a child. Things are crazy right now. We're living paycheck to paycheck, most historians believe. How are we going to survive this? God's like, my schedule's not over yet. I'm not finished. I've got one more stop. And it just so happens to be the answer to what you're worried about. I'm going to go talk to some, some wise men, some wealthy men from the east. And they're already on their way. I've set this up long in advance. They're already traveling to meet you. And many historians, scholars believe that the gifts, the frankincense, and the myrrh, the gold, actually help fund Jesus' life, begin to fund their escape to Egypt later when they got to go there. The Bible says they go to Egypt for like six months. He doesn't have a job. They're surviving. They're living off something God has already prepared. What are you worried about? God is working on it. Maybe this is for someone, actually I think it's for everyone, that God is lining up divine appointments for you. He is lining up divine appointments. You're going to meet someone, you're going to see something, you're going to connect with someone, and it's going to be a divine appointment. And, and in your lens, what you can see, you know that side of the screen? What you can see is just what you can see. The bank can join you. But God can see something too. And so while you're worried and concerned about this thing, and you can only see this part behind the scenes, God's saying, I'm working, I'm moving, bring the couch over here, bring the TV, let's upgrade this. Come on, come through the door over here, you're going to meet them, they're going to be going there. Do you realize God knows your schedule? He can see it all. He knows where you're going tomorrow, where you're going to stop at the light. He knows everything. It's super practical. I want to encourage you. God is working behind the scenes. He's not limited to time, right? So he's tomorrow figuring out where you're going to be and how to bring someone in. and how. I'm sure your life has been saved and you didn't even know it. Because the car stopped or the person happened or you spilled coffee on your shirt. I know this is like real crazy weird stuff, but God's got divine appointments set up. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And for me, I don't want to just look through the lens of what I can see and think's possible. God, I can only see this. This is where my life is. I, I want... To allow God to say, you know what? That's all you can see physically. But I want you to just take a step back and see I am moving. I am working. I'm arranging things in your life. I'm bringing the right people. I'm releasing the right funds. I'm freeing up your schedule here. I am helping it. I am making it. I'm working on the business when you're asleep. I am working on your husband when they're asleep. I am working on your kids. I am there working when you're worried about it. You know, Mosaic our Christmas show. Um, I've done a few of them. All of them I've been a part of. We, we basically fell in love backstage. Not in a, not in like an inappropriate way. <laughs> but um, through, through theatre. So I've been a part of a lot of stages. I work behind the scenes, on the stage, all production, the whole way in the werewolf costume, it all. I've done it all. 
um, except for the singing. And the only dancing was the box step. And I'm pretty sure I stuffed that up. But if you've done anything, and you probably have, you know that it's not just what's on the stage that's what's going on. There, that's like a little, that's like at least half, that's only like half of what is going on when you're watching something on stage. There is a stage manager just out of sight. There is a there there is a there is a prompter. There's set guys over here, over there. There's a there's Gwen fixing costumes the last second. Oh, no, my dress is all over. Come here, Gwen. Sews it up. There is a lighting guy at the back. There is guys running cables. There's someone shooting fireworks and smoke machines. And there is so much stuff happening behind this. There's someone running with a microphone saying, who do I give this to? You know there is something crazy going on behind the scenes. And you know, and we should know, that when God is working, He might disappear sometimes from the lens. The angel might leave. The conference will end. Church is going to finish. You're going to go home. The, the, at some point, it's gonna. Some God might slip backstage, but just because He's slipped out of your sight, doesn't mean it's not working. That's just because it's slipped away from what you can visibly see or feel, it doesn't mean He stopped working. We don't serve a God who goes on breaks. He takes no holiday pay. He doesn't take time off for Christmas or New Year's. He is working. He is working. He is working. He is working. He is always working. When we stand. What are you worried about? Because that's exactly my assignment tonight is to tell you God's working on that. And you know it, but I'm just reminding you. You're worried about it, but God's working. You're worried, you're you're anxious about it, but God's got an action plan for it. And even when you don't see it, He's working. Even when you can't feel it, He's working. When we close our eyes in this place, we're going to see. We might as well just sing. Uh, let me think. Wayne Anchor, let's sing that.